This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Fairly Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the science machine Michael Green, the Sci Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban NerdCon. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there.
pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Carlos Brown. Here's the guest menu for February the 24th. In hour number one, Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State Radio Network joins us along with Coach Van Petaway, the Coles Brown Show's basketball analyst. And then last but not least in our number two, Stefan Wright, uh, grad transfer student uh, from SMU, now uh, going to finish his career at Southern University, scheduled to join us in our number two. Here's what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. First place is on the line today in men's basketball, Southern University and Grambling State and FG Clark Activity Center. A lot of energy. One could say the biggest conference game of the season. Also, an update from the Andre Dawson baseball tournament. Southern University in Alabama State got it on yesterday. Southern University winning 7-1. to We'll have uh, updates and scores on all the games in the tournament. HBCU Legacy Bowl today as well. A chance for HBCU student-athletes football get an opportunity uh, to showcase for the last time. And all week, they've been um, showing what they can do from a skill standpoint uh, with the NFL scouts. NBA All-Star Game. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. You might say, what all-star game? Coach Petaway will get his perspective on should there be changes in the NBA all-star game? Do you even care? For the first time in maybe 20 years, I didn't watch not one minute, one second of the all-star festivities. We'll get Coach Petaway's thoughts. That's what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. We'll bring in the panel, Charles Edmund, Coach Van Petaway. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, a lot of energy that I have, and I'm sure you're going to bring some energy today. You heard what's trending, some big games on the line in Baton Rouge on the men's side. Number one. They're fighting for number one. Women's side. Who's going to stay at number two? They're fighting for number two. Grammar State men, pretty good on the road. Southern University undefeated at home in basketball. I think the energy is going to be there. And uh, for Southern University, again, they quite simply, on the men's side and the women's side, serve well at home. Coach Petaway, Charles, your thoughts on this Saturday of SWAC basketball. Well, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, this is the big game. This is the biggest game of the year so far. And uh, Southern, they got to feel good about it because they're playing at home. You've already mentioned they're undefeated at home this year. So uh, with that being said, a lot of people will say that it's in Southern's favor, that Southern has the advantage. But when you look at it, Grambling State is one of the men's team that that, that – Plays well on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to come down to who wants it the most. Um, if Southern can win this game, that will give uh, 
uh, grabbing their fourth loss because as it stands right now, they're both tied. But if if it if, if the season were to end today, Grambling would be the number one seed because mm-hmm. uh, they've already won that game. And if you go head to head, Grambling uh, Southern would have to win that game by I think it's eighteen. I think Grambling won by mm-hmm. seventeen last. Night. I think mm-hmm. they would have to win it by eighteen. By the uh, the final margin has to be eighteen in order for them. Uh, if they end up in a showdown with with uh, Gramlin for uh, as a tie, because of mm-hmm. the uh, head to head, and then you go to the point the point differential. So uh, this is a very big game. Uh, if 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 Southern can win out, win today's game, and then win out the rest of the season, they don't have to worry about the tiebreaker. But uh, there's a lot of basketball left to be played, and I still say it's going down to the last weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think should be decided in the last weekend and and it might be the last game of the, of of uh of the season uh to get on on the men's side to get the number one champion and then i think uh on the women's side i think the same thing for second place i don't think anybody's gonna catch jackson state but but i think the seeding is gonna go down to the uh to the last week of the season on both men and women charles yeah, I, I agree with Coach Petaway. I mean, to me, the regular season and the number one seed to me is is going to be determined today. You know, mm-hmm. um, Grambling has, you know, Grambling trailed by 17 in that first meeting and won by 17. And so, you know, Southern University, that they hadn't forgotten that. And so a little payback is in order, I think. Um, and what we're seeing throughout this league this year you're seeing a trend of the road teams just flat out getting it done. And so so the university coming back home, can they get it done at home in the biggest game of the year for them? Considering all the buildup of the offseason with Kevin Johnson and the expectations picked to finish sixth, you know, they've been the most consistent team, I think. And, you know, they got tripped up at Texas Southern. That's not a bad loss for them because Texas Southern is really good at home. So I think for this game, if the Jaguar Nation doesn't show up and show out today in basketball, when are they going to show up? Because this, that place should be packed today or close to it with everything on the line. Southern should feel like, you know, we had Grambling at the Hobby up 17, and then you lose by 17. So I think there's a lot of impetus for Southern University to get home, get right, get back on track. And if they can do that, then I do think they control the number one seed. If not, then Gramlin could seize the moment. And, hey, Gramlin has a tie break. I don't know if seedings, Coach Petaway, you know, I think when you look at the battle at the top, the battle for eight, at this point, if it's not the regular season or if it's not for an eight seed trying to get in the tournament, does it really matter where you're seated, two, three, four, five, six? You know, it's, it's a big game today, no doubt. But uh, I think for Southern University, they got to show up and show out at home if they're going to win the regular season, considering the offseason. Right. And, and Charles, you also. I, I think we lost Coach Pettaway there but momentarily. Um, but I, you, you know what? I think the crowd is going to be very energetic. It, it's going to be a lot of energy in that building. Um, Joseph. Joseph, you're back, Coach Petaway. Um, Joseph, the leading okay. scorer, hasn't played since the second half of the uh, 
Alcorn State game. And so questions are still out there about what's the deal. All I'm going to say is it's a, a, a discipline issue. And I side with Coach Johnson 1,000%. Yeah. I would even go 2,000%. Oh, yeah. And this same team, if we go back and look, lost, as Charles stated, by 17 with him. The biggest issue in that game was Grandma State, that traditional zone that they throw in. And we'll see it today. You can bet your sweet, you know what, you're going to see that. But this is the same team that played well without Joseph. So, with that being said, it's we, not I. This is just my commentary. Coach Petaway, I, you, you coached. I know you feel the same way. So, let's just Absolutely. Put, let's just nip that in the bud. It, you know, if he comes back, fine, I don't know, but he will have bitch marks that he's got to meet. And if he doesn't come back, guess what? I wish him the best. But what he has right. to do it for, you know, his for his career of, of basketball not playing at Southern University anymore. Go ahead, Coach Pettaway. Right, right. Carlos, I, I, I agree with, with Coach Johnson. Uh, I would have done the same thing, man. It's no player is, is above the team. No player is above your program. And what Coach Johnson is trying to do is establish a culture. This is his first year, so he's doing mm -hmm. it the right way. He's got to let these guys know there, there are certain expectations to be a part of the program. And and we, we're not going to bend the rules for anyone. And nope. he's showing that. So I'm with him 100% on that. And what you do, you're teaching it. You're teaching the other guys a lesson along with uh, Joseph. You're letting them know that, mm -hmm. hey, we stand for – we got certain standards that we that we stand for. We're going by win or lose. I will not – I'm going to win the right way. That's what Coach Johnson is basically saying. We're going to win and we're going to win the right way because mm -hmm. there are coaches that will just turn their head and keep that player on the team. There are not very many coaches now – that'll put, put their lead score off the squad. Coach Johnson and I, we, we are the same because it's mm -hmm. happened to me. I got rid of mm -hmm. my lead score and rebounder because he he did, he did was not doing the things that we wanted to get done at Alabama mm -hmm. A&M. So I applaud him. We need more of that, not only on the collegiate level. They got to start doing it on the high school level so that when these kids get to college, they will understand mm -hmm. structure and that the team comes before them. So we have to see it more on, in, on other levels prior to them getting to the collegiate level. And and I, my hat's off to him. And well, if I, I hope today, he is my coach of the year. He, he mm -hmm. He's done it by winning. He's done it the right way. You got to mm -hmm. have discipline. You got to have accountability. Right. And to me, that's what he's looking for. Go ahead, uh, Charles. I'm sorry. Well, I, I would say that because that's what we have going on here with, with Landon Bussey. He has a no-nonsense, no-tolerance approach. And his right. mantra is, I don't dictate whether or not you start. You dictate whether or not you start and get minutes by what you do on the floor, what you do in the weight room, your attitude in the classroom, in film, things like that. We don't know what's going on with Joseph. He had, what, 15 points in 20 minutes here. And he came, in, he came out with 18 minutes left in the game and hadn't seen him since. The Amasi stepped mm -hmm. up and the Jaguars have continued to roll up until the other night. 
Uh, so, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen if Joseph is going to come back or not. We don't know the backstory behind that. But uh, Southern is clearly getting it done without him. You would love to have him. And you hope he's still engaged in the program if he does all the right things. And maybe he will get back, you know, in the rotation here down the stretch. But right now, Southern is in a dogfight. My guess is Coach Johnson's going to stick with the stick with the crew he's got and, and see if he can win this regular season title, something that no one expected him to win because Southern was picked to finish sixth. So I think if you're Coach Johnson, you like your rotation, you like what you got, you don't want any disruptions or interruptions right now in terms of your goals, which is right now to win a regular season title. I would agree. So I just gave my commentary. Everyone on the panel is giving their commentary. <laughs> I, I'm moving on, you know, <laughs> and I will say this. If Southern is not successful today, they have exceeded my expectations because, again, they were picked six and the future looks bright. I've kind of seen uh, Coach Petaway some of the offers out there for uh, student athletes that uh, Coach Johnson and the staff have offered. The best is yet to come. That's the way I look at it. And so, regular season, you know how I feel about that, but I also know the tournament seating, and that's the automatic bid, uh, a lot to play for. Um, let's quickly go through um, on the uh, on Southern women's side, 75 to 68 over Prairie View, and overtime, Coach Petaway and Charles, and uh, – Southern University sweeps Prairie View in the conference uh, regular season uh, for the Jaguars. They shot 47% from the field uh, from behind the arc. They shot 46%, 6 of 13, and 25 of 34 from the charity stripe. Coach Petaway, 34 attempts on the road. I think that's that's what you have to do. Yeah, you got to take it to them. Uh, Leah Fontenot led the way with 17 points uh, for PV. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Payne, 21 points. So they get off to a good start on the road for the women. Then they follow it up with a 68-52 victory over uh, Texas Southern. So Texas, two steps for the women team. They get it done. Uh, they shot 43% from the field, 31% from behind the arc. And from the charity stripe, um, uh, 66%, 18 of 27, excuse me, and um, 414 from behind the arc. So they go two and zero on the men's side, uh, 77 to 71 over Prairie View and them. Got a chance to uh, watch that ball game, Coach Petaway and Charles. And uh, Brandon Davis, who has been also playing solid uh, for Southern University, he leads them. And that ball game, they shot 28 of 40, 70% from the field. That'll get it done seven days of the week and twice on on Sunday. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then from behind the arc, 50%, 7 of 14. And then 14 of 20 for 70% from the charity strike. And that has been one of the weak spots for the Southern men's basketball team. Uh, almost dead last, if not dead last, in free throws percentage and rebounding. So they were able to uh, out-rebound uh, Prairie View 21-15. So two things that they 
have been struggling with, they were able to uh, be on the upside of that and, and, and get it done. And then, of course, that Monday night, and um, that Texas Southern, very good at home. You know where they were sitting there waiting for uh, Southern University after losing to Grambling State, 66-63. They defeat Southern 68-56. Southern 43% from the field, 7-21 from behind the arc. And, hmm, three of seven. Seven attempts at the charity stripe. Not going to get it done. Texas Southern, she's 46 percent from the field and they were 13 or 15 from the free throw line no home cooking no but you got to be aggressive you got to be aggressive when you're on the road uh but hats off to texas southern they got it done a tough place to play right and they're you know they're getting better down the stretch i mean i mean you look at all the tournament they're coming now they're coming Mm -hmm. so you know this this race and this seeding uh, it's like Charles said earlier, the way these teams are playing now, it really doesn't matter where you see it. It's the team that's, that's playing the best down the stretch. And I think that's what's going to happen uh, here in, the, in these last two weeks of the uh, regular season. So, so, I can't, so, so I can't make my usual uh, commentary about regular season <laughs> and putting more emphasis, putting more emphasis yeah. on that. And then uh, – the tournament, somebody gets hot, they win it again. What does it say? We, we, we don't have to get into a debate about this, but what does it say about the regular season? I say it's still important. Yeah, I think Coach Petaway would agree with that, and Charles would agree with that. Yeah, but um, yeah, you got you got to get it done in the tournament. But regular season is, is also so important. Well, you don't you don't get in the tournament unless you finish in the top eight in the regular season. It's not yep. like you're taking all twelve teams to the tournament. You got to yep. finish in the top eight. The bottom third do not make it. So, you know, case in point, last year Texas Southern was off the radar most of the year. They started out zero mm-hmm. five for the first time in sixty years in conference. They got in through the side door and made it as an eight. And you saw what they did. They yep. won the tournament. And no one is talking about the fact that they started out 0-5 last year in conference and they just got in. What does everyone talk about? What do we talk about? Well, they got it done in Birmingham in the most important time. So right now, I think for teams right now, I mean, the regular season is important. You want to hoist that 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 regular season title, put a banner up just like we did last week, you know, for the regular season. But, you know, everyone talks about all corn basketball and what they haven't done in Birmingham. And we haven't. You know, we haven't. So that's what people are talking about. And so I, I think that's very, very important, you know, getting it done in the tournament. But this this regular season, to me, you got a lot of top scores, Coach Petaway. I mean, you got Spear, Florida A&M. You got a top score here in Ken Evans. I mean, you've got some – this conference this year, Coach Petaway, to me, is more offensive-minded and individual yep. scores than I've seen in a long time. You know, for the talk of defense, you know, every night you're going against someone that's averaging 15, 16, 17, 18 a game. And uh, you you got to find a way to at least slow them down if you want to have a chance to win. So that's what makes it exciting to me, the fact that every night you're going against a top scorer and the challenge of trying to slow that guy down or those guys down because Jackson State has two scores in the top 10, 11, 12 in the conference. Right. And, I, and I, you look at the same thing with Arkansas Pine Bluff. 
you know, they they with French and those guys, they're scoring the basketball. Scoring yeah. is up in the league. Uh, I, I think the league, the team that leads the uh, the league in scoring is averaging eighty a game, and that's yeah. up. So so offense is a is a supreme. But coming down the stretch, you want your team to be playing the best basketball leading into that tournament, and that's why the regular mm-hmm. season does matter because you 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 need that push. You need that extra effort going down the stretch so that you'll be ready for that tournament to play back to back in the tournament. So uh, it, it's it's very exciting, man. And, and uh, we've got some great athletes in it in this league. And then on the women's side, you still got uh, people that are playing hard. Uh, Carlos, I, I don't know if you if you're going to bring it up, but the uh, the situation that happened at Alabama A&M uh, mm-hmm. with Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know that that was a black eye. In fact. Uh, Charles, I was so shocked. I, I, I was a, I was lost for words. I, I couldn't even. I was on air, couldn't even say anything because I saw the I, picture. I saw your picture. I, I saw right, it. Right, I, man. I was just. I, I'm like, I was flabbergasted uh, yeah. because at first, my first thought, I thought it was a fan. I mm-hmm. thought it was a fan from from uh, A and M that had gotten into it with their with Pine Bluff, but no, that that was just something internal and. And and I, I just feel bad for Coach Thorne. I, I really like her, Don, and and she's done a, a fantastic job. And I just hope that they they get that cleaned up. Well, I you know what, I I, I just heard about it secondhand. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Coach Petaway, but you you, you kind of elaborated on uh, what went down. I also saw another uh, altercation. In uh, the Southland Conference, right, right. Um, I'll just say this: uh, sports is not uh, exempt from some of uh, the societal issues that are going on. Uh, but, but I hope Coach will uh, deal out punishment accordingly after a thorough investigation, and um, you go from there. So, uh, uh, again. You cannot allow this to just creep in your program. And when something like this happens, you you have to be swift and and, and be fair, but then judgment has to come down uh, quickly. In in, in light of that, you're bringing that up, Coach Petaway, I'm going to go into the uh, chat room. And uh, we'll say uh, Joseph Davis says, Coach Petaway, what's your opinion on Coach Johnson not making a public statement about T. Joseph. Why not say he's off the team and we're moving on? He's suspended indefinitely, et cetera. Coach Petaway, you, you answer that, and I also have a commentary about that. Well, I, I thought he, he he made his statement when he said he was suspended. That that that's all he has to that's really all he has to say. You know that and and, and as a coach, you some things you 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 keep it internal. But I think he made the right play by announcing mm-hmm. that that the young that uh, Joseph was off the team. I mean, well, not off the team, but suspended. So that well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Coach Petaway, uh, unless I missed it, he never did make a statement um, about what happened. And and I directly asked him about it. And, and you know, I'm going to be brutally honest. He's he basically said, I'm paraphrased. Uh, I, I can't talk about it, Carlos, but I appreciate you. 
So that's why I'm saying, and I've had other people to approach me, why not just make a pub public statement um, about the situation? And I, I just asked a, a couple other people. They feel like he doesn't have to. I mean, sports information, I guess they could make a statement after asking Coach Johnson, does he want to make an official statement? So I'm just saying, from my perspective, it's from a disciplinary issue. I talked to an eyewitness who was at the Alcorn game as a spectator and saw an incident that cannot be tolerated. Cannot be tolerated. And so with that being said, he there has not been an official statement saying that he's not he's not on the team or not off the team, but you put two or two together. He's not playing. How about that? That is my official statement from my opinion. And right. he's not playing because of behavior detrimental to the team. And I know you have a privacy act and all of that. You can't discuss certain things, but uh, but I'm just saying it. that can't be tolerated. Right. Uh, now, Nicola, I was not aware that he had not made a statement. I thought he he did say that the young man was suspended. I mean, it, okay. it, it may he may have, but I may have missed it, you know. And okay. if I and if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. But I I didn't see okay. any. No, no. All I'm saying is, if if something mm -hmm. happened. That's all he has to say. That's all he has to give to the public. You don't have to go into mm -hmm. specifics, right? Uh, but mm -hmm. you, but you do say that yeah, uh, he, he's suspended or he's not going to play right now. But you don't have to go into the. Mm -hmm. I never went into detail. I don't think right. I've ever mm -hmm. gone, gone on and say is that uh, a certain player was suspended from the program either indefinitely or for good. That that's what mm -hmm. I always. That's what I always did, mm -hmm. and I, and I just think that the public deserves that much if he has not now but but mm -hmm. but uh specific details no that yeah. you, don't, you don't do that just well, like I you think, can't do it on the medical side uh charles yeah go ahead right I, I i agree i think we're just in a different world where people want to know all the minutiae of what's going on right you, you want to know exactly what happened was it because of this incident is it because of what happened at Alcorn? did he get into an altercation in the locker room people want to know all the the details as to why he's suspended instead of conduct detrimental to the team and let that stand for a number for people today in the social mm -hmm. media era. That's not enough. People want to know what happened. What did he do? Did he, did he punch mm -hmm. somebody? I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying people want to know all the, the intricate details of why now. So I think even, even with the UAPB situation, how that went down and you saw the video, you saw how it played out and we haven't heard of any discipline as of yet. But people want to know why that happened, how it happened. You know, did they? Did, was there something that happened prior to the game? Was there some just some lingering issues? I don't know. But people want to know that stuff now instead of just letting the discipline stand, announcing it, and just let it go. People aren't letting it go. People want to know why. And so I think that's kind of where things are. The statement, conduct detrimental to the team. That's a broad statement. Let yep, that stand. Yep. And keep it moving. But people want to know why. Was it the Alcorn incident? Is it something that happened prior to? I don't know. But I think that's just where we are in this era of getting dig, you know, drilling deep into what's going on. Well, I think sometimes people are, and not means to uh, offend people, but sometimes people are just too messy. 
You know, some things you just don't need to know. What you do need to know is, and you put it in this perspective, if you do anything that's detrimental to the team, you will be extricated. Right. Bottom bottom line. Yeah, consequences to your actions. Yep. And and it, it was pointed out some things, and it's probably not my place to mention it specifically what happened, but I will tell you this. If I'm the coach, I'm doing the same thing. You know, you cannot, and, and if one person gets away with something, then what does that say with the other players that are watching this and seeing this? And this happened. Social media, we all have to live with the restraints of social media, good and bad. Some things you put out there will have consequences. So you just have to be careful. Now, going through something else, or maybe I should just leave this for a little bit uh, later. And it's about the Coach McNair situation. Should we bring that up? Should we bring that up now? Coach Petaway, here's, here's the thing. Reports came out that Coach McNair will be shortly, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, will shortly be joining the Southern University football staff. Wow. Now, now, wait, wait. When that happens, Charles, your phone gets to ringing. So <laughs> here, here's my situation. When something like that happens, and I've been doing this for a good while, I'm going to go, what? To the source. And the source says, that's not, that's not happening. Oh, okay. Now, the source is, and the source is going to the source, Coach Graves. Coach Graves said, you know, basically I've talked to Coach McNair along with other coaches about an opening on the staff. But as far as that goes, and then a whole article came out based on that, and and, uh, and Coach Graves was very disappointed. I'll use that adjective, disappointed, but I think it was another one, that nobody talked to him. And thus, the stories came out. And, and you've kind of seen where it's it's all over. And so, so once again... And I said this over a year ago. For me and myself, I want to be right first. And what I will do is wait for an official statement coming from Southern University about that opening. If it's Coach McNair, so be it. But right now, I think it's a bit premature to state that when the source says, yeah, I talked to him. But to say that it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be on the staff, absolutely not true. Right. Absolutely and see, sometimes when that information leaks, it hurts the candidate. It hurts the candidate when that stuff gets out like that, man. So that that that's unfortunate mm-hmm. that, it, that it was leaked. Uh, you you got to be able to talk to people 
uh, up front and behind the scenes without it going public before mm -hmm. uh, anything official comes from the university or from that staff. Uh, but I've seen it where that has backfired, where the leak mm -hmm. gets out about somebody uh, being a candidate for a position, and then they pull the plug on it because it was leaked. But, mm -hmm. man, I tell you what, <laughs> if that does happen, boy, <laughs> that's a powerful staff. Well, 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 Carlos, you are exactly right. And I think you used the word well-sourced. I'm going to say this. You and I have been a part of this conference for a long, long time. Coach Petaway, too. And I've been thinking about this in this world of social media. Everybody is Stephen A. Smith. Everybody is Adam Scheffner. Everybody is Woj. Breaking news. Yep. Everybody is doing that. Mm -hmm. In this conference, in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, in all 12 of our institutions, there's only a handful of folks who really, really, really know what in heck's going on in our schools. It's only a handful. Ain't very many. Excuse my grammar, English teachers out there. Ain't very many. Yep. So people who claim to be well-sourced are not well-sourced. But because they're on social media and they have a platform, we kind of make that assumption. And so I'm not calling out any names or anything, but you have to be careful with that in terms of being, quote unquote, well-sourced. You know, mm -hmm. I think, Carlos, you're well-sourced. I'm well-sourced, not only at Alcorn, but throughout this conference. Other schools in mm -hmm. this conference, even Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M are two newest additions. There's only a handful of folks. And I will, go, I will take it to the next level, the SWAC office. There's less than a handful of people that know what's going on in the SWAC office. Hmm. If you notice, they're not, you're not, you're not getting, you know, uh scuttlebutt of information coming from Birmingham. I can tell you that because they have tightened up those processes. There's less than a handful that know what's going on in the SWAC office. Now the Bethune Cookman, Florida AM, you know, addition, that kind of got out a little bit, but it trickled out a little bit, but not very much. So I'm just saying in terms of this whole this whole thing that we're in now, breaking news, and everyone has a podcast, and everyone has a platform, I would just say there's only a handful of folks who know what's going on. And you just have to take that for what it is and just take it from there. Because a situation like this is a prime example of, you know, of, of that. Now, the person, I don't know who broke it, but I think the person who broke it may be pretty well sourced and maybe just not all the I's are dotted and T's and crossed to make sure that, you know, that that was going to be the case. But uh, in a general statement, I just think there's only a handful of folk who know what's really going on and you have to take it for a grain of salt most of the time. I can pick up this phone right here and, and text and, and contact folks. And you know, I text you about the about the McNair situation because I hadn't heard it from people here. Because I know people here that know Coach McNair personally that can pick up the phone in a second and say, hey, Coach, is this true? I didn't hear that over the last few days. So that's why that's why I texted you the other night about it, Carlos, because I'm like, I didn't heard that on this end of the fence. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be careful with that kind of stuff because it does, it does hurt your credibility. And at the end of the day, 
no matter what field you're in, all you got is your credibility. And when that's yep. destroyed, it's all over with. It's a hard hill to climb up from. So I just I just think we just ought to just take it for what it is, take it for a grain of salt and just kind of just deal with it like that. Because it is tough. You know, we all want to be first. But like you said, Carlos, you want to be right first. I, I, I think I, that's I, I, Yeah, I have to be right first. You know, uh, talk to some other colleagues. They basically don't get into the breaking news situation at all. But again, when when you hear something, and I, I, I kind of bank on experience, Coach Federway, that I've been doing it. And then sometimes you have a gut feeling. Sometimes I've in the past had information, a privilege of information that I decided not to uh, to just even mention it and wait till the university makes an official statement because, you know, none of us are perfect. You know, I always say we're uh, perfectly imperfect, but when it's something of that magnitude that I find it's that way, I, I'm going straight to the source. And when the source tells me no, 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 that's no paperwork has been signed. None. Now, could it happen tomorrow or something of Sunday? It's a possibility, but as of now, no. Yeah. And, and, and once it gets out, it just went off across all social media platforms. And um, I, I, you know what? I, I, I just feel comfortable in doing it the way I do it. I'm going straight to the source. And I don't think the source would uh, fabricate something. You know, he might, might would have said, hey, well, I'm not comfortable talking about that. Right. You know, that's one thing, but he flat out said, no, that is not true. But anyway, yeah, getting that out. But Coach Petaway, you, you did say, <laughs> somebody say, I am well sourced. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> EA in the chat room. Um, yeah. But back to wrap this up. Coach Pettaway, you 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 said it in 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 a very good way. Um, as far as I guess some fans want a, you know an official statement to be made about whether Joseph is on the team under disciplinary action or what have you. But I will just say again, it's. You can't be above the team. So let's just say he's not, even if we have to say every day, he's not playing Saturday. Oh, he's not playing Monday. That is the statement we're putting out. And um, maybe at a later date, if we decide to do that, we could get into some more details. But then you got to be careful with that. So I'm just saying here on this show, that um, it's a disciplinary action that uh, I, I back Coach Johnson and staff 100% um, that we're moving on. We're concentrating on Graham and the state and the rest of this conference season. This team has done well without their leading score. And that shows you that there's a good team there. Yeah. Coach Johnson doing it the right way. And my goodness, 
a six-game winning streak without your number one score, that tells me something that I just feel good about. And, again, the best is yet to come. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I also think that the reason why this isn't bubbling to the surface in a lot bigger way is because Southern's been winning without him. Now, if if Southern was losing without him, I Mm. think there would be a lot yeller screams from the hills like, hey, you know, when are we going to get this guy back? Because now all of a sudden we've gone to the tank. But because of the fact that they're winning without him, and that's what it's about, Carlos. I mean, you're, you're winning, you're moving on, maybe. You're winning, and people are excited about winning. Yes, you would love to have him, but you know if you don't have him, people are going to be asking more questions. When is he coming back? Because he's the reason why you're winning in the first place. But because of the fact that you're winning without him, I think there's not as much conversation about it. Yes, you would like a little more detail, but if he's suspended for right now and he'll be back whenever, I mean, I'm sure the media were going to ask him about it probably after every game. When is he coming back? Because he's one of the top scorers in the league when he was playing and he was doing his thing. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what what makes this what it is. But it, it gets aggravated more when you don't win and you're going to be asked about it. But because they are winning, some people are asking about it, inquiring about it, but not as many, especially when you're winning. Yeah, but it says volumes about the team and Coach Johnson now. It tells mm-hmm. you that your team is together. The team is behind your coach. That means that your play, the players have agreed with what Coach Johnson had done. And they're moving on, man. And that's that's all we need to see. That's all we need to say. And 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 just just let it play out. Just let it play mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But I'm behind got- Coach Johnson 100 percent As a coach, you gotta have discipline. Mm-hmm. Because if not make sure that everybody understands no one is above the team. No one. And on that note, we'll take a a timeout. We'll be back. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse, intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Covers voice, covers voice, covers voice dot com. Always on, all the time. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. Quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, 
find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, Charles, did that band look familiar? I think it was the Sounds of Dynamite. Sounds of Dynamite. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, they were outstanding in that clip there. Um, keep the conversation going on in the chat room. You know, I'm trying to stay focused here, and then I'm peeping over in the chat room. It's very interesting. That's going on the conversation uh we'll we'll pick uh one or two uh, comments to talk about um before we get into our predictions of uh this men's basketball game southern Grammar in the state it's gonna be interesting uh <laughs> what's the line on charles they're saying what's gonna be the line on charles gonna pick Grambling state his alma mater on the road they're pretty good. Southern's undefeated. But Charles, before we get into our predictions, um, conference standings. Jackson State, of course, on a 13-game winning streak. It's on the women's side. Uh, 13 and 0. Grambling State, 10 and 3. Arkansas Pine Bluff, 9-4. Southern 9-4. So on the women's side. Southern Grambling State, there's a lot to play for, of course, trying to continue through this conference race. Uh, but uh, if Southern can pull off a big victory today, they can tie uh, Grambling State for second place. 
as we continue on in the conference race. Um, Southern on a four-game winning streak. Grandma State women on a five-game winning streak. That is going to be an important game. On the men's side in the conference race, a little bit more intriguing. Southern and Grandma State, 10-3 and in conference, albeit Southern on a one-game losing streak. Southern with the best overall record, 16-10 overall, for those who feel that is important. Then Jackson State, Texas Southern, Alcorn State, coming in at 8-5, and five, but through Cookman 7-6, Alabama State 7-6, Alabama A&M 7-6, Arkansas Pine Bluff 6-7, Prairie View A&M 5-8, and, and the rest in the bottom tier. So, guys, at State, number one, number two, number one on the men's side, second place on the women's side, so many storylines, undefeated Southern University at home, Grandma State on the men's side, pretty terrific on the road. Went into Texas and was successful in the Texas two-step. On the women's side, still a lot to play for. Prediction time, Coach <laughs> Petaway and Charles. On the women's side, who do you got, Coach Petaway? Grandma and Southern University. Well, I'm I'm going with the home team. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the home team, I think. Uh, Coach Fontes on the women's side will figure out what what needs to be done, and then since you're with me on the men's side, I, I'm still with the home team. I think the Jags. I think Coach Johnson. Then will find a way. They protected their home court all year, so I expect them to do it again today. Wait a minute, Coach Petaway. So that famous and, and Grandma's coach has been pretty successful against Southern. Yeah, I'll be with Coach Woods. We uh we know that zone is gonna come. Um, but you feel confident that Southern will get it done at home against the notorious trying to think of what the zone was two one two or what's it on? Maybe it'll come to me. So your predictions is Southern wins at home both on the women's and men's side. Yes, yes. Charles Edwin, what say you? Um, I've been going back and forth on this game, Carlos. Believe it or not, I you know the, the I don't it, believe it, Charles. I don't believe it. I, 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 <laughs> it, it, it I mean, the Grambling night I'm leaning one way, but you know Southern University up until Monday night has still been the story. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Southern University in this game. On the women, on the men. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Southern University's men. Whoa! Um, on the men's I'm, side. Sh I'm shocked. Yeah, I think I think Southern, and it, it, it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a dog fight. You know, Landon mm -hmm. Bussy talked about these rivalry games. He uses the word bloodbath. Yep. You know, I don't want to get too graphic and violent. This is a family show, by the way, and I I don't want to go I don't want to go there. <laughs> but I think it's gonna be very physical. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of emotion. Because regular season's at stake. Whoever wins this game is probably going to get the regular season and definitely a number one seed. Um, so I, I think this game means everything. I mean, for Southern University, um, the program, in terms of where it is, and you're playing for a regular season title, you know, a lot in front of you, but you would definitely have a, a, a good a good situation. I'm, I'm going to go with the Jaguars at home. Now, I have challenged Southern University in every sport to get it done at home. For football, 
baseball, and they have it. They have it. That's just the reality. They have it. But I have a feeling today, I have a feeling today they will exercise those demons after leading Grambling in Grambling by 17. I think they're going to get it done at home. And I just, I have a pretty good feeling on that one. Uh, on, the, on the women's side, you know, I got a chance to watch Southern and Grambling. You know, I, I like Coach Bunches in terms of what he's doing. I'm cheering for Kalo Billow, who's the all-corn transfer playing for the Lady Jaguars. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to give the edge a little bit to Grambling on this one. First-year head coach, really coaching up. I mean, I think they've overachieved this year in terms of where they are on the women's side. For the talk of Jackson State, you know, and then UAPB, you don't know if they're going to fall off, how many players are going to have available and all that. But Grambling just kind of keep on keeping on. And I just think Grambling, is, to me, is a little bit better than Southern University. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, even though they're on the road, I'm going to go with Grambling's women to win the game today. And I'll throw another caveat here, Coach Petaway. Uh, obviously, Southern Grambling, the game of the week, maybe the game of the year, but the two hottest teams on the men's side is right here in this building. Right. All yeah. Jackson State. Right. We got a four-game winning streak. And whoever loses that game is out of the regular season conversation. But whoever wins stays in the mix and could maybe get a two-seed. Who knows? So, I mean, let's yeah. let's not uh, dis dismiss what's going on here. But uh, – I just think the regular season race is exciting. Seedings matter. They might, they they might not. But there's going to be some exciting games in the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, you know that, and, and that's All the games that, that, something. Yes, they sir. Something. And, and and that's interesting um, because it, if you have Gremlin Southern uh, was it playing today, you could definitely say Jackson State and Alcorn uh, on, on the men's side. Both, uh, uh, you're absolutely correct. Alcorn State on the four-game winning streak. Jackson State on the, on the four-game winning streak. So I would definitely agree um, with that. And, and this regular season does mean so much, you know. Um, and, and the way it's the way it's established, hey, the, you know, you go in last ten games going into term of play, who's who's going to be the hottest, and then you kind of wipe the slate clean because then everybody starts zero and zero in, in, in that tournament, those who get to participate in. Uh, for Southern University, how can they handle the zone? You know it's coming. You know It's going to be there. That's kind of been the boogeyman for Southern University over the last several seasons, handling Grambling State zone. T. Joseph, not Unless a miracle happens, which I doubt, he's not playing. The Demasi and all that team, they've had a chance to kind of think about it a little bit, but they've had other games to play before then. The energy charge, you say challenge them, Southern University, you're talking about the team or you're talking about the crowd or you're talking about both challenging them. Energy-wise, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I, I think the energy in the building is going to speak for itself. Yeah, yep. I, I just think I'm talking about winning the doggone game. You know, we, we've talked about Southern at home, the Jaguar Nation. They love their Jaguars, but there seems to be a little bit of tension in the building because you want to do so well. And when that happens, you typically don't. Big games, big crowds at Mumford, at Hines, at the Dome. It just they just don't. It just doesn't happen in, in my eyes. Now, will it happen today? 
I think Southern can can get it done. But, you know, the question is, you can't talk about it. You got to play through that. Your crowd's behind you. You can't tense up, relax, have fun, let it flow and let it go. And I think if the Jaguars do that, I do think they'll catch Grambling a little bit sideways. And I do think that Grambling, you know, could could get tripped up. But mm-hmm. if they play tense and tight I, and crowd gets restless, you start missing free throws and turnovers and try to do too much, that's how you lose at home. And that's what happened to us. That's why we've lost three games at home, in part. We've blown big leads, and we've blown leads in those games, but, you know, playing a little bit uptight. Southern can't do that. Southern just got to let it flow and let it go. Okay, let's see for that statement. Hmm. Anything can happen. They're undefeated at home. This team is going on the road, and I I, I think they have uh, – they face adversity well. They went into all corn and won. Let's be honest. Probably should have. You're up by 17 against Graham State. Percentage just says you should win, but they didn't. Winning the Jackson State won. Had a slip up against Texas Southern on the road. Winning the Prairie View, another tough place. I think they will be ready for the challenge. I really do think so, because they've been overcome adversity. You lost your leading score. We've talked about that enough. But they've still been able to get it done. I think the moment is there for them to seize it. And I think they'll get it done. I think it'll be a sweep by both the men's and women's team on Southern side. Just my prediction. But Coach Petaway, as I said, stated earlier, if they don't get it done, they still have exceeded my expectation. And then when you take out the motion behind it, you look at what they've been able to accomplish, and I'm talking about men specifically, this season so far, I can't complain. I definitely can't complain. On the women's side, um, they've kind of been a little bit more uh, erratic. But they have some good wins under their belt. They've also had some games that they let get away. So Coach Fonchez and Coach Johnson. Look, Coach Johnson had Roger Cater to come talk to the uh, basketball team uh, this, this past week. Not that they needed Coach Cater, but then Coach Cater knows about, you know, overcoming adversity, being mentally in the moment, to say that you've got a chance and opportunity to finish and accomplish the goals that you set out. And once again, it's one of the situations you love about sports. Sometimes the prognosticators, Coach Petaway, tell you you can't get it done. You can't yeah. do this. You can't do that. But I'm glad it can be proven on the court. And that's what you do. So an exciting time, I I really believe, at F.G. Clark Activity Center, also in Lorman today, and and the rest of the conference schedule we're going to get into. With that being said, um, Charles, I think you have to get ready for a broadcast, correct? Okay. Coach Petaway, you're with me for the rest of the show. Charles, we're going to talk about uh, Coach Petaway said, switching gears just a little bit, continue about basketball. All-star game, Coach Petaway. Not good, yeah. huh? Not yeah. good at all. Oh, I didn't know they played one. 
<laughs> Ridiculous. Yep, yeah, that's a joke. They, yeah, they, they got to do something quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, that, 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 that's a joke. They don't even need to do that. They don't even need to show up for that. Right, and and I was listening to some of the national shows talking about what could be done, make more incentive. The winner gets to uh, that conference gets to host the, uh, the the championship. I don't know. It, it it just seems to me that all of the gusto is gone out of it. Yeah. Just just my opinion. I think the the three point shooting contest still good. Skill skill um competition fine, but the All Star game itself it has a lot to do to get my interest back. And I, I I'll just say. Say that, and whatever way they decide to try to uh, make some changes, NFL did with the Pro Bowl, Major League Baseball, and the All Star. They did some slight changes. Go ahead, Charles. Well, well, quickly before I go, I don't think the All Star Game or All Star Weekend is going away. Too much money to be made. Too much money to lose by the NBA. All Star. They they may be like in the NFL. You know, in the Pro Bowl they took a hiatus kind of reconfigured it and then came back. You know, I do think the Pro Bowl should go back to Hawaii once they build that new stadium. I thought it was, you know, as a fan, I thought it was vacation for the players, but I thought they were vested a little more. And for the NBA, the NBA All-Star Weekend, it's not going anywhere. Too much money that the league makes, too much money the league could lose if they don't have it, too much money the cities could make that host it. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Where we go from it, what incentives do you give the players to play in it? They're making a a ton of money as it is. Unless you put a $10 million purse out there or something like that, in which some of those, those younger guys can benefit financially more from it, I, I I don't know what you can do. 400 points in an all-star game is absolutely atrocious. Yep. Absolutely absolutely zero defense. If you've seen Giannis dunk one, you've seen him dunk them all. So I, I don't want to see that. I, I want to see some, some competition. I want to see something to play for. I don't know what to do. I don't know as a fan. I don't know what more you can do other than monetize it. And I don't even know if that's going to be enough. Players just want that time off. Players want to be off. They want to go to Cabo. They want to go to Hawaii. They want to go to Jamaica. They want to go wherever else but be on the basketball court. I don't know what can be done, but something's going to have to be done, even though ratings are up. The ratings were up this year with despite that 400-point debacle. The ratings hmm. were up this year than last year. So people are still interested, but the players aren't interested. So we, we got to figure it out. Well, I know two eyeballs that were not uh, watching it. And I don't want to speak for my two. No, I did. And I'm a big NBA fan, but no, two thumbs down for what I, I saw at the All Star game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not watch it either. Uh, I watched the skill competition and the, and the, uh, because I was more interested in the three point shooting contest. Uh, but I, I did not, not even turn it on. And I told you, I, I, the NBA is okay, but I like matchups. I watch it for matchups. I watch it for playoff. But during the regular season and the All Star Weekend, no, that that's it's it's too fabricated. I don't I, I don't like it. They don't, <laughs> they don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. it's not real well, basketball. Well, it's on not that, competitive basketball. Yeah, great point. I understand because uh, now after the All Star game, now. Teams seem to get a little bit more focused, 
getting ready for uh, uh, the playoffs. I, I'll just say this, Coach Petaway, uh Saw a little bit of Minnesota last night. They lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. Go figure. Doc Rivers. Oh, boy. Uh, another story within a story. Uh, Boston Celtics still, to me, number one team in my yep. power ratings. But then I look at the Young Bloods, OKC, Minnesota. How will they be in the playoffs because uh, unless they have a total collapse, which I don't see it, they'll be in the playoffs. Then you have experience. My Miami Heat. What a what a wild time in New Orleans <laughs> last night, Coach Fredaway. Um, I I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. Some suspensions probably coming. Yeah. Um, but once again, the Heat take care of the uh, the Pelicans, Coach Fredaway. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of doomed, Coach Petaway. I live in <laughs> Baton Rouge. People think I should give more support to the Pelicans. They're my number three team. My number one team is Miami, and the second place team is the second string for Miami Heat. So that explains, <laughs> that explains my love for the Miami Heat. But uh, uh, it, it's going to be wild, Coach Petaway, as oh, yeah. we get to the playoffs. Charles. We'll see you next week. We'll look at these predictions, and uh, we'll see what happens with Grandma State and Southern and uh, the rest of the conference schedule that we're going to give out uh, very shortly. But uh, have a great broadcast. I'll tune in, and I'll see you. There's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, Swag Football Media Day. Yes. Yep, July 16th. Should be fun, man. A lot of great storylines. Who's the quarterback? Who's the court? I mean, it's 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 gonna be off the charts. I think a lot of good stuff. Yep, all these yes. all these new head coaches. Yes, a, a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, we're gonna take a timeout. When we come back, it'll be more of the Coles Brown show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We shall have a return. good one, Charles. Have a good one. Itchy, squirmy. Scratchy, family not getting clean, get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. No! 
Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. This week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, the Coles Brown. Coach Petaway still with uh, with us, and we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone in the chat room. Yep, the Charles Chop. Yep. He loves it. Yeah. He, he loves it. And, and Coach Petaway, I was kind of shocked that he picked uh, Southern <laughs> to win on the men's side. Uh, I I thought he would go with um, a Grambling State, but um, I tell you, Coach, that 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 zone, right? It, it, that Grambling State employs that uh, that that has been a thorn in, in Southern University's side. Well, not just for oh, Southern, for everybody. Yeah. He, so Jackson, well, he's been doing that, uh, you know, for quite some time since he's been in the SWAC, and uh, uh, it, it I, I like it. Because I, I've always believed in a matchup, uh, a matchup zone. And what I used to like to do, I run the man to man, but I'm going to hit you with that matchup zone. I want you to think I'm still in man to man because it disrupts some of your stuff uh, because you, you, you're running your, your, uh, the wrong offense against it. And uh, I, I just, I love what they're doing. And when you say he, he picked the uh, Southern's men, I think Southern has more going in their favor on the men's side. On the mm-hmm. women's side, one team has won four games, one has won five. They don't, they don't know that to me. That's a big, bigger collision there because they're, you know, both teams are, are, are have coming off of the, the winning streaks. But this is just, this is what SWAC basketball is all about a weekend like this. And, and, and then, coach, too, you know, you're at home, the momentum, and we often talk about momentum, and that's good for a certain point, bringing that energy. But it also comes down to execution. And then within a ball game, uh, I often look at runs are going to happen. Because uh, I get scared sometimes if a team goes out by 17 points because, you know, the opposition, if they're competitive, they're going to make a run eventually. And and you kind of saw that. And that zone just really just kind of took uh, Southern out. Now, T. Joseph played in that ball game. And, and if you remember, in that first half, he was lights out. Right. He couldn't be stopped. But 
what I like about, and it's not to dismiss the importance, you know, from a production standpoint of what T. Joe's did, but what happens when he's not playing, I saw even more, better ball movement. Uh, the space was pretty good. Um, of course, you have rebounding has been kind of tough for them in at the free throw line. But back to this game at home, bringing out the energy and the execution, is there a possibility that you can ever have, and, and excuse me for saying it this way, too much energy or, or let me say too much emotion? Because you got to have that balance between the emotion also, but then, you know, executing the game plan. And how important will it be game planning for Southern University coming into this ball game? It's going to be very important. I mean, that's that that that's the only way you're going to win. But but in your game planning, you got to also have a backup now because you can sit there and put together a game plan. And then if if uh, it doesn't work, you got to be ready to make adjustments. And I mm -hmm. think that's what you all have seen this year with Coach Johnson. He's done a pretty good job. You, you talk about two two of the better coaches in this league that are going at each other today because mm -hmm. Coach Jackson does a good good job of making in-game adjustments too. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be up to the players to to be able to separate themselves. Uh, whoever's going to play the most consistency, uh, consistent today, I think is going to have the advantage. Uh, I really feel that because Southern is at home and what you all have been doing with your crowds, I think that's – I think that will put you over the edge. I mm -hmm. think playing at home, having that energized crowd uh, is going to help you all. And this is a, a rival. So anything could really happen in this game, but it would tend to help the home team more. And that's why I picked mm -hmm. both both teams uh, to win today because then, of the home court advantage. Right. And then speaking of that – uh, Grandma State's women basketball coach, a Baton Rouge native. Uh, she's coming home. So she's going to have her team fight. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a robbery. But just a little side note. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, she also was a finalist when Coach Funches got the job. Oh, wow. So, Cosina, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and so, uh, very outstanding person coming from a, a, a great area. She's gonna have a team prepared a, as well. So, you know, although albeit a rivalry, you have a lot of these little sidebars that we can um, look at. Then, um, Coach Petaway, the hustle board, winning those, you know, taking those. Yeah, get, yep. get getting those loose ball, all of that, I think, will make for a great atmosphere. So they're, they're going to lock it in uh, very shortly. Starting right. See, you all are leading the conference in attendance. So I expect a big crowd uh, crowd in there today. Uh, you, uh, Southern is leading in attendance. Jackson State is second. Alabama A&M is third. Alabama State is fourth. And then Texas mm -hmm. Southern is fifth. So – you know the home court advantage. I think is is going to be key. They uh, Jaguar Nation need to be out in full force. This is a rival game, but you have a lot mm -hmm. riding on it. Uh, that that six man really can really help on the court today. You know that's yeah. why Jaguar Nation needs to show up. 
show up and show out. That's what needs to happen. Well, historically, two games that I've seen, conference games, one, Graham and State, and then geographically, Alcorn State. Jack State always came in on a Monday night. But uh, the fraternities all be marching around on the court. Yep. It, it, it's going to be a packed crowd. Uh, the band will be there. So let the games begin. And we'll have a full report <laughs> next week for the winner <laughs> of, of the ball game. I, I swear, uh basketball recap, uh, February the 17th, last week, Coach, uh, Graham State women over Texas Southern, 60 to 55. It was all course state over through Cookman, 51 to 40. Uh, UAPB over Alabama State, 70 to 47. Alabama AM at home against Mississippi Valley State, 64 to 51. JSU over Family, 71 to 44. And of course, uh, Southern University on the road in overtime over Prairie View AM. And then on the 19th, February, Alabama AM over UAPB. And I got that circle, of course, 67.59, but you kind of brought it up earlier. Um, boy, just the altercation that happened on the bench. And, you know, it's still puzzling um, the integral parts of what happened with that. I, I got a chance to look at some of the video. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was actually UAPB players that got into it yes yes okay i just want to yes. be clear on that right yeah. they had just scored look they had just hit a three they just hit a three and called a timeout and and then at first i thought they were celebrating but mm -hmm. it, it it ended up being uh some kind of a squabble between uh on on, on between teammates so I, I i don't i don't really know all wow. i know is that that security uh our security was point on. They were right there, uh, separating the young ladies, the people that were involved, and and uh, it's just unfortunate, man. But uh, they get they got to realize that they're in third place, man. They they got a great team. You, you, to mm -hmm. me, you don't want to throw that away, man. You want to throw you don't want to throw that away. So whatever whatever issues they're having, I hope that they get them worked out because uh, they have an opportunity uh, of a lifetime. With their record mm -hmm. so far, they they have proven that they're one of the better teams in this league, and 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 to uh, throw all that away at this point is is mind blowing to me. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their leading scorer, uh, part of the, uh, the altercation, I, I, I believe, uh, Green for UAPB. So wow, I mean, I guess suspensions are coming, right? Um, and so that's going to bode well for like Prairie View today. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, I think Pine Bluff is at, at PV. Uh, so, you know, they, they got a shot if, if suspensions come down because they may not have some of their better players. And I know against Alabama A&M, Davenport didn't play. She was still in uh, concussion mm -hmm. protocol. So uh, they, they, they're they one of the top teams in the league. I just hate to see that happen. So we're looking at uh, – let's see, how can I put it? Co conference – um, will get involved in a situation, or will it be strictly on UAPB as, as far as what they're going to do, or it's going to be both? Uh, I, I would imagine it would be both. I, I'm not sure about the protocol, how, mm -hmm. how this would be handled, uh, because it, was, it did not involve two institutions. 
it just involved one that right. was internal. So uh, I, I'm not sure how, how they're going to handle it, uh, but they need to decide and, and do what they're going to do mm-hmm. so that the, the season can continue. Yeah. Well, I would gather the facts. And after the facts, I will uh, come down with a quick decision. And once again, you cannot, I repeat, you cannot tolerate this. You cannot. So we'll move, we'll move on from that. Um, Mississippi Valley State uh, defeated Alabama State 67 to 59. And coach, I circled that in my notes. My goodness, Alabama State, what is going on? Yeah, they've fallen off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a big upset. Big upset. Yeah. And um, Coach Rita Jackson, still there. The Dean on the women's side. Wow. I wonder, um, I guess at the end of the year, there'll be an assessment. (laughs) But um, I just kind of wonder, you know, what, what has gone on for this team who the last three or four years, they're always fighting. Yep. If not for first place, they're in the mix for second place. So uh gotta find out what's going on there. Or is it just or is it just a bad year? Which can happen, but we shall see. Uh Jackson State over Bethune Cookman 52 to 39, Alcorn State over FAMU 64 to 49. It was Grandma State over Prairie View. Uh, 64-55, and of course, Southern University, uh, 68-52. to That was on the 19th. Uh, today's schedule, Southern hosting Gramlin State, FAMU versus Alabama State, Alcorn and Jackson State. Big game. Both yep. these games, women and men. Uh, Bethune-Cookman hosting Alabama A&M, UAPB hosting Purview A&M, and Mississippi Valley State hosting Texas Southern University. So that is the schedule for today, both on the women's and the men's side. Um, Coach, any other games? You talked about Gremlin and Southern University, but uh, Jackson State and Alcorn. Okay. Yeah, I think on the men's side, I think that's going to be a, a big game. Uh, you know, on the women's side, I think Alcorn women have won uh, like two or three in a row, but they, I don't think they're going to be a match for uh, Jackson State women, though. But on the men's side, I expect that to be a uh, – that's going to be a dog fight, man. That's going to be a dog fight because both Jackson State and Alcorn are streaking on the men's side, and that's going to be a good matchup. And it's, and it's on the reservation, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jackson State uh, fans will be in the building, and that's going to be a lively atmosphere down there. So I look forward to that. And then, of course, both the Alabama teams are making the Florida trip, and uh, my Bulldogs are – uh, both the men and the women, they they need wins, so they they need to win on this road trip. And, and coach, it seems like uh, that that Florida trip, we say the Texas two step. Yep, yep. But 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 the the, the Florida trip, you, you're looking at Tallahassee and and then at Bethune Cookman. But yep. it seems it seems to be uh, tough places to play. Right, they, especially they don't <laughs> teach. Uh, down there at Bethune, man, uh, Coach Steels, he got them playing, man. I, I've had an opportunity to watch a lot of their games on, on uh, through their uh, Cat Eye Network, and uh, they do a pretty good job at home now. So you, you got to be ready to play down there. Your Jaguars know about it. You got to be ready to play when you go down mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a tough atmosphere. 
Uh, it reminds me of Elmore where the fans are, you know, right on top of you. So uh, mm -hmm. it, it's going to be interesting today. And, you know, it's, it, it's interesting that you say that if you kind of look at, okay, Southern's men, three losses, right, in a conference. Texas Southern, a 12-point victory. But the old Cookman went to overtime, yep. had yep. that game. Well, we say had, but had an opportunity to win it, and they lost. And if you look at the Grandma State game on the road, a very good opportunity to win. So when I look at it, this team could very well be, what is it, 12 and 1? Yep. Because Texas Southern really did, yeah, that 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 was a convincing uh, victory. But the way it falls, you kind of got to have a short memory, Coach. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like the defensive back. He just gave up a 70-yard touchdown. It happened. You can't think about it too much. Or next play. Again, next you play. Go. You got to get ready for the next play. Now, I'm going to tell you another storyline on, on the men's side. Mm -hmm. Will Mississippi Valley get their win, first win this year? Hmm. You know, George Ivory has uh, – you no, know, he, he's in a very uh, peculiar situation. Uh, you know, he, he's not used to, you know, being uh, this down. Uh, and, they, and they got the Texas schools in there this weekend. So now his last chance, last home game is Monday night against Prairie View. Hmm. So that's gonna be a that could be a trap game for Prairie View. Because Valley is gonna those kids are gonna go all out to try to win uh the last home game. Yeah. And and you definitely don't wanna be winless in in in, in the in, in conference play. Right. Well and, and, and overall. Season. Yeah, and yeah. overall, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Overall. Um, recap um, men's scoring. Alabama and them over Mississippi Valley State. This was February 17, 80-57. Alcorn, a 15-point victory over Bethune-Cookman. Alcorn State playing very well. Grambling State goes into Texas. Texas two-step, and they get it done. They defeat Texas Southern 66-63. Uh, to. 63, of course, Southern over Prairie View and them 77-71. JSU over FAMU 77-55. And UAPV uh, defeated Alabama State 80-74. Then on the 19th, it was JSU with a one-point victory over Bethune-Cookman 61-60. Alcorn 11-point victory over FAMU 79-68. Grambling State defeats Prairie View 83-74. Alabama and them over UAPV. 75 to 67 and Texas Southern 68 to 56 over Southern University. Now, Mississippi Valley State and Alabama State didn't see the score, but I we could uh, uh, safely say that yeah, uh, Alabama State won. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. They they won that game. So, with that being said, coach, you coming it down. Was, it, it was 61 46. Okay. Yeah, 61-46, Alabama State, yeah. Well, we're hoping Valley can get the first victory of the season before the season is out. Um, Coach, quickly, before we go to our next timeout and our next guest, um, this point of the season, as a coach, uh, I, I know players are tired, some physically, some mentally. It's been a long season. But now is the point where you got to push through 
as as a, a a coach in that situation, what are some of the things you try to instill on your team? Well, uh, let's value our time, especially our practice time. You know, you don't want them on their legs too much this time of the year. Uh, you don't want them worn out. So there are no more for me now. There were no more two hour. I mean, uh, two and a half or three hour practices. We scaled back on everything. We just worked on the necessities, and then uh, uh, we work on our game plan, going our, our scout report. Uh, you wanted the kids to stay sharp mentally, physically. You wanted to to make sure that they had enough gas in the tank for these last two to, for this stretch run to get ready for the tournament. So uh, you want to back off a little bit. You want to stay laser focused when it comes to game preparation uh, and the things that you need to do. And the other thing is you get shots up. You work on free throw shooting. Uh, you let them get their shots up. But you try to save their legs. It's, it's, this is a, a very critical time of the year. And they need as uh, as much rest as possible. You know, that, and being – so young and youthful that does help from the physical standpoint right. the, bump, the bumps and bruises it's you know it, it, it's expected but again now's the time to push through um you know coach when you talk about the tournament action uh when the ncaa they look at the last 10 games i kind of like to look at the last 10 games going into the uh, swag basketball tournament and those things that you uh, talked about, they are so important. And with this uh, basketball race, you started at, at point A, now you're almost to point B. You're right there toward the end. Who pushes through? Who gets it done? And uh, I'll go back to what you said, Coach. It's going to come down to the last playing date. And uh, yep. before, before you know it, it, it it's, it's here, and then it's, it, it's tournament time. Uh, with that being said, we'll take a quick timeout. We're scheduled for our last guest, Stefan Wright. Coach, here's a guy that um, has graduated, got a degree in hand, and um, in the transfer reporter, decides on Southern University. That's going to be an interesting story. I want to know the particulars. How did he end it up uh, signing with Southern University? What was the connection? What was the relationships? established and uh we also have a little footage to show of this young man he's uh very impressive very impressive so stefan wright uh scheduled to join us next we'll take a quick time out you're watching the carlos brown show right here on the black college sports network Well, Carlos. Well, I, I guess not. I, I guess <laughs> not, Carlos. <laughs> well, pray. <laughs> well, you got gotta love it. We'll um we'll transition into shortly uh with uh Stefan Wright. But uh coach, we've talked about the transfer portal and um uh, you know I've had some I guess interesting comments about it. I, I would say it's um uh, it has been good in, in, in some cases. In some cases, it's not good for the, the high school student athletes um, because some of their opportunities have been cut in half. Right. It, but, but see, but in a situation like this, this is the good side to it. You got a young man mm -hmm. who finished his degree, 
but he still has eligibility. And then he decides to go somewhere else to make sure that he that he gets that year in. So that I, this this is the upside to to uh, the transfer portal. So that it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know if if these credentials, if this kid is uh, as, as good as you all say, it's a great addition for Southern. So so in that sense, you all should be happy that the portal this time the portal works well in your favor. And, yeah. and, and you know the biggest thing when this young man came out. I guarantee you, everybody wanted him to get his degree, and he got that. Now mm-hmm. it's on him. He wants to fulfill, finish his career out the way he wants to by playing, so he has an opportunity to go to another institution, and he picks Southern University. So that's great, Coach. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't say there's transfer portal for 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 coaches, but some will say for the sake of. Uh, the, the discussion, you know, coaches are able to leave, you know, let, let, let's just say you just signed your class in basketball, but then an opportunity arises that you, you're able to, um, you know, change your, your, your scenery, your employment. And those coach, those players who sign with you are because of you are one of the reasons you know, academic side, of course, and the love of the institution is one thing. Coaches are able to to to, to go and leave, but the, at at that time, players couldn't. So now, with it, with the, the transfer portal there now, uh, they have an opportunity to leave in that situation and and other situations. So I guess the the balance of the transfer portal, it can help some, it can hurt some. But in the bottom line is it, it's got to be a balance to that situation. Right. And I think one of the things they did uh, to help those uh, athletes who signed with a particular school or a particular coach, they opened up that, what, 30-day window after that coach uh, makes his decision. And I think that's great because, Carlos, a lot of times some kids, yeah, they like the institution, but they're coming mm-hmm. to that institution because they understand and they like that coach's philosophy. In other words, if, if, I, if I'm recruiting a kid, they know they're coming to play for me because I'm going to allow them to shoot the basketball. We're going to get up and down the floor. The style of play is another reason why people come, is another reason why people uh, transfer into uh, certain situations. And so th- that's a good thing. You, you, you like that coach's philosophy, and then if that coach leaves, then you got an opportunity to, to follow them. But, but being in the portal – it's a it's a great thing. I think it was a great advantage uh, for these athletes to get out there and uh, find a place where they can finish their career. And speaking of that, now we have uh, Stephon Wright. Um, we were going to have the video, but um, the producers are just informing uh, we can't. But I, I I got a chance to look at it. But first and foremost, uh, Stephon, uh, welcome to the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, yes, pleasure sir, to have you, and, and uh, still good morning. You you're on the West Coast, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it's afternoon here, but um, glad to have you. Can you talk about the story of how you ended up at Southern University? Of course, um, got your degree in hand uh, from SMU, but to get to Southern University, I'm very intrigued uh, about that situation. How you ended up at, at uh, Southern University. 
Um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, um, I had a, a mutual uh, connect. He had, uh, I had played with him at Arizona State. Um, he had went to Southern Lab in high school. Um, and he was doing some GA work for Arizona State, and I think he's pretty well connected down there um, in the area just from being from down there. And, uh, you know, he hit me up and was all like, uh, hey, man, like, would you be interested in HBCU? And I'm like, uh, I think so. And he was like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to connect you with uh, the, the D-line coach there, Coach Miller. And uh, ultimately, uh, he connected us, and, um, you know, me and Coach Miller talked and uh, just kind of hit the ground from there. Now that's interesting, Coach uh, Demarcus Miller, <laughs> my my favorite defensive tackle in the modern era uh, for Southern University. Uh, so that that was a connection of um, of a former person that's affiliated with Southern University. So how was the um, the trip to Southern University? Did did you take a, a official visit? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I was down there the first week of February, um, and it was it was a real good trip. Um, you know, I got to see uh, it was my first time on campus, like at like HBCU. Um, I'm already familiar with the Baton Rouge area a little bit, um, but it it was it was real good. Uh, I think the 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 best thing that I got out of uh, the trip was just part just talking ball. Um, as far as where I would fit in the scheme, uh, how I would fit in, uh, where I would be used. Um, and, you know, kind of picking uh, Coach Miller, uh, the D-line coach, Coach Miller, kind of picking his brain, um, you know, about what he expects, uh, type of coach he is, uh, and, and, and you know, like type of drills that he like to do. Um, so it, it was, you know, I, I really wanted to visit uh, more so oriented around, uh, you know, football and, you know, how, how I could be able to, to help out on the team. Well, once again, Coach Petaway and, and Stephon, uh, apologize for not having the video up, but what would you say is your strengths? And, and, and I, I saw the video and I was impressed, but just from a non-coaching perspective, um, uh, pretty impressive. What would you say is your strengths um, that you will be bringing to Southern University's football program? Um, more so, I would say my strength just uh... – you know, me being an older guy, uh, just to experience, um, just from seeing different things over the years as far as um, playing styles, um, different offensive schemes, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I, I would more so say my strengths would uh, just be the knowledge, um, uh, my, my ability to pass rush, um, and, and just play smart, um, play fast. Uh, you know, because the ultimate goal, uh, you know, it's like I was talking with Coach Graves and uh, Coach Miller, uh, my ex-meeting. Um, you know, it's, you know, ultimately about bringing back that SWAT championship this year. I want to go. Now, with that being said, the, the statistics, you know, from a physical standpoint, what I think I saw 6'5", 285, if that's correct? Yes, sir. Wow. Stefan, have you ever gotten a rebound, man? Can you get a rebound? <laughs> uh, I played basketball uh, all throughout high school, and uh, I mean, not high school, uh, middle school, and you know, I had to make that choice either football or basketball, so I, I stuck with it. I put my hand in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan, I, I coached at Alabama AM basketball uh, for 25 years, and over my career, I've always gotten football players to come out and play for me. 
and and I, I go mm. I go to the defensive line, I go to defensive line and offensive line uh, uh, to get me some uh, some players, and uh, I've, I've had pretty good success, man. A lot of, a lot of football players can really translate into basketball, and I I played a physical game of basketball, so that fit in well for me. So welcome to the Squack, Stefan. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. <laughs> And, and speaking of, I, I agree, Coach Peter. And speaking of the uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference, um, ha, have you you done some of the, some research, or you didn't have to do some? You know about some of the heavyweights in in, in the conference, i.e., Jackson State, FAMU returning, uh, uh, HBCU champs and conference champions. How much how much did you have to study or research or did you have to study and research at all because you already knew? Um I say it was kind of 50-50. Um you know I, I did my due diligence just looking through uh you know Senator's top dogs work. Um then when I got down there you know that was something you know I was asking them a lot about um and you know there was just those two schools that you guys just mentioned. Um so I, I was pretty familiar with it. And the culture of the HBCU and the yeah. atmosphere. I'm sure you're looking forward to that as well. Because, Stefan, I can tell you now, every year I ask to be able to lead the team out when they're going against Jackson State. To me, <laughs> that is the most intense rivalry. And you know what? I get in trouble sometimes, Stefan, because the Bayou Classic, Grambling State. But I'm just talking about from the intensity that Jackson State, I think you're going to really enjoy that atmosphere along with the home games all the games in the bayou classic oh yeah, yeah. for sure I, that was that was uh another big thing a uh, part of my decision just being able to experience something different um you know playing in front of more so uh you know my people um and and you know just soaking in for that last year and um you know try to make the best of it now you back to uh or we'll, we'll visit now back uh, a native of uh, los angeles Yes, California, sir. right? Yeah. You know, Stefan, uh, I've never been to California, <laughs> but with that being said, um, was there a, an adjustment period for you going from California to uh, SMU? And how would that prepare you for now coming to Baton Rouge? Um, no, it, it's, it's, it's nothing for me. Uh, all of my family is from Alabama. In a little town called uh, Utah, about uh, thirty minutes from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up. I grew up. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like a part-time Southern boy. I grew up down there a lot um, in backslash in California. So um, it's really not an adjustment. Um, you know, I've lived all across the country at this point, Arizona to Texas, um, and you know, speaking of Baton Rouge, uh, I'm I'm familiar with it. Um, pretty uh, a lot familiar with it. Uh, so. It, it won't be an adjustment at all. Probably, probably that summer we start running that, in that uh, summer Louisiana heat. I did hear about that. That's probably, that's probably, <laughs> other than that, uh, it won't be an, an adjustment for me. Oh wait, right, because wait. Uh, to be honest, but look, wouldn't Dallas, uh, Texas heat, Texas heat, and that Louisiana heat, that's going to be about the same. So that portion okay. of it is good. But I'm trying to figure out how we let you out of Utah, Alabama, man. You. I, I know plenty of people. Uh, one, one of my former classmates, Cleveland Austin, uh, quarterback for us, was is from Utah. So I, oh, that, wow. that's good, man. You got good people, man. I, I, I've been to Utah a few times uh, with him and also to recruit down in that area. That's okay. all right. Yeah. Nice little town. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, guys. But I'm trying to trying to figure out. Yeah, Dallas is pretty hot, but Stefan said the Louisiana heat. Yeah, you, you know why I'm thinking it's it, it's and correct me if I'm wrong. The humidity that that's got to be the only difference. Dallas is pretty hot as well. Sure, yeah, for sure. With that being said, with Stefan, we appreciate the uh, time. Um, the Jaguar Nation, I'm sure they uh, will welcome you, and they have welcomed you. And um, it, it's going to be an exciting atmosphere, um, you know, playing uh, at HBCU, all of those good things. And then you have family connections in the general uh, area. Oh, I've got a question. Joseph said, ask Stephon, does he see himself playing defensive tackle, defensive end, or both this season? Um, so yeah, I, I talked to the coaches, but I'm playing both, uh, inside and outside. So, um, it's just going to be, it's going to be real fun. Um, they run a four down scheme. Um, a lot of just explaining to me, uh, breakdown of, uh, how, how players are ran and stuff like that. It's a lot of stuff I was familiar with. Um, so it's, it's going to be real fun to see what we do this year. But, uh, to answer the question, yes, I'm playing both. Wow. Which, which, which is your personal place inside or outside or, or both um i don't i don't know that, that's hard to say uh from a password standpoint i would say both um mm -hmm. and like a, a, a running a rundown standpoint i would say three tech tackle okay. Hmm. okay and um at smu of course uh i guess the the biggest rival game is uh tcu correct oh. yes sir Okay. <laughs> wow. Because like I say, I, I, I saw the footage and um, tremendous athlete, uh, good footwork, um, uh, a good motor. And um, I, I think you will definitely be able to help uh, Southern University as their quest uh, for a championship. And under first year head coach, Coach Graves, um, is he as quiet as he tries to be, but uh, really he's not. Just <laughs> being <laughs> around him on my visit, um, I would say he's pretty quiet guy. Like, he's he pretty chill, laid back. Um, yeah, like, he, yeah, he, he's, he's more on the quiet side, I would say. Mm. Well, there's another side to him, and we talked <laughs> to him a couple, a couple of weeks ago. I haven't seen him in a coaching setting yet, so, you know, yeah. just by just yeah. hanging yeah. out and, you know, just we're chilling yeah. out. He's pretty, he's pretty chill. Oh, yeah. But I, I would agree. But he also has another intensive, intense side. But he's good. He's good people, good coach. And yes, uh, once again, uh, make yourself right at home when you get in uh, officially uh, for sem summer camp. And, um, oh, last quick thing. Um, your degree at SMU. What was your degree in? Um, it was in sociology. Okay. Societal situations. Took a couple yeah. of those classes there at Southern University myself. Okay. And um, always intriguing, always intriguing. Sports is not separate from society as a whole, but a part of it. And so some of the same things uh, that, yeah, someone says Kelby Givens. And Stefan, right. Did you get a chance to meet Kelby? Yeah, I, I met Kelby. Uh sat down and talked with him a little bit. Um, he, he a pretty cool dude. Um, you know, and 
you know, I look I look forward to to working with him. Um, you know, learning learning from him. Um, you know, he, he's a younger guy too, so you know, uh, you know, there's some things that you know he may be able to teach me about this league that you know I don't know about. So uh, it'll it'll be uh, real fun to to get in and uh, get working with him. Well, we appreciate the time, Stefan. Um, and uh, I, I'm assuming I see the LA uh, hat on. Uh, Lakers fan and, and, and NBA basketball. Nah, I was a Clippers fan uh, back in the day, but when they were live city and stuff. But after that was over, I only watched the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I actually thought you were gonna say the say the Lakers, but hey, the Clippers. We'll take we'll take that. Uh, Any closing comments for the Jaguar Nation? All right. Okay, Stephon, he probably didn't hear the last one. I was saying, did you have any message for the Jaguar Nation in closing? Oh, um, shoot. Uh, can't wait to get down there um, in Baton Rouge um, and get to work. Um, you know, I'm going to give you all everything I got. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we end the year uh, holding up that trophy in the Bayou Classic um, and, uh, and that SWAT championship. And I think uh, it, Atlanta is Atlanta's, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and ultimately to Atlanta for sure. Yeah, yeah. celebration bowl, Coach Petaway. Yeah. I've been to many celebration bowls, games, and if Southern's there, I'm gonna be so emotional if they <laughs> and if they can, and if they win it. You just don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I I may not get back to Baton Rouge for a whole week. I got that, you. That will be a great. Uh, Thing to behold, but uh, it's a great bowl game. I've been to many of them, um, and, and so whoever the, uh, the the participants are, it's going to be great as well. Uh, Stefan, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. All right, uh, man. thank, thank you. you. That was Stefan Wright, uh, impressive young man. Oh yes, uh, oh yes. Plant- Plan for uh, Southern University. Interesting. He had family relationships that he built um, that kind of helped guide him into the HBCU landscape and Southern University. Um, it's going to be interesting to follow um, his uh, journey uh, for the 2024 football season. Coach Petaway, we uh, we'll recap shortly. We got about five minutes. And then we're out of here for February 24th. First place on the line, men's basketball, Southern University and Gramlin State for number one on the women's side, the fight for number two, um, Southern University over Alabama State in the Andre Dawson Baseball Tournament, sponsored by Major League Baseball. Um, also, uh, Prairie View M over North Carolina and T75. Grambling State had FAMU, but FAMU comes back in the end to get that victory. Uh, Southern, uh, I think, started at 12 Eastern time against North Carolina and T. And I, I just must admit, Coach, I've always just been open and brutally honest. My faith has been waned with uh, the Southern baseball program after last week in the Cactus Jacks tournament going one and two. But it's funny how this thing called life and the day-by-day things will 
kind of change your atmosphere. They go in and they defeat Alabama State. And I thought before the game, Alabama State would win. But now they got a chance to redeem themselves. That's what happened in sports. You always get a chance to redeem yourself, Coach. Oh, yeah, because it's most in most sports, it's not, uh, it's not one and done. You 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 may <clears throat> lose today, but you got an opportunity to win tomorrow, and that's what you look forward to. And and you know, in baseball and softball is wide open right now. And then uh, you know, the tennis teams are in action now. All your spring sports, track, indoor track is is, is ended, and they they now moving to outdoors. So uh, it, there's a lot of action left in the SWAC or uh, in all the sports. But you know, our biggest focus right now is going down the stretch of this basketball season. I think so far we've had a great season, man. I, I mm -hmm. have really enjoyed watching these teams play. I've seen everybody, man, and we've got a, a lot of good coaches in this league, got some great players in this league on both the men and the women's side. Right, and and that goal is still to be um, one day, hopefully, and we've kind of talked about it, how to uh, have it where – you won't necessarily have to be in the playing game. It's going to be that way again this year. But, hey, eventually the goal should to be year in, year out, where you're not into uh, the play the play in game for the NCAA tournament. We know the work that needs to be done. We know what has to be done to accomplish that. It's just a matter of, of, of doing that, Coach. Also yeah. – um, And then a shout-out to Coach, to, to Dr. McClellan. You know, this is his first year. As chairman of, of the uh, men's basketball uh, committee, so uh, shout out to him. That's a, that's that's great for the swag. It definitely is. Yeah, a scoring update. Um, let's see, North Carolina, A and T four, Southern University two, top of the seventh. See what I mean, Coach Petaway? Yeah, yep. you're up. You're up one day, and you could be sad the next day. Yeah. Um, North Carolina A and T. Um, an established baseball program. You also got Grandma State, Prairie View, Southern, and FAMU, Alabama State. So I guess I'll get a chance to uh, catch some of the action uh, later on today. Also, Coach, we talked about um, in what's trending, HBCU Legacy Bowl, another opportunity for HBCU, HBCU uh, student-athletes to get an opportunity to uh, showcase their uh, skills. Uh, all week in front of NFL scouts. And then, of course, it um, ends with the, the football game uh, today. So hats off to all those participants. Also, Coach, we did have to uh, touch a little bit on uh, Coach McNair and right. him being at Southern University. That's not the case. Yeah. That is not the case. I talked to uh, the source. The source is Coach Graves. Coach Graves, and he is looking at uh, coaches for an opening, but stories have been produced, whole articles have been written about Coach McNair being uh, on the staff at Southern University that as at this moment at 12.59 Central Standard Time, that is not the case. And Coach, quite simply, Coach Grave is just disappointed that no one talked to him. Right. And he could have told them what was the situation at the time. 
So yeah, just you know, for the record, coach is still looking. Yep, yep. And he'll complete his step. Closing comments, Coach Petaway. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to this week in SWAC basketball. I'm I'm looking forward to this week in all things SWAC, you know, not just basketball, baseball, softball, tennis, and all of those things. And uh, I look forward to next week because next week we'll be back at home and Alabama and them will be playing their rival, Alabama State, and we'll probably have early start times on those games. And I'm looking to see if we're going to sell out the event center for the first time. So I'm looking mm. forward to that. Go out and support. HBCU basketball for Jaguar Nation. I know you're going to be out in force. It will be the best crowd of the season. Best of uh, luck to both the women's and the men's basketball team. And Coach Petaway, as I close the show, I'm simply thinking, looking on social media, <laughs> I, I, I saw the former coach of Temple, Coach Cheney. Dante. And yep. boy, the intensity with uh Calipari and, and Calipari. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was a kill you moment. Yep. <laughs> yep. And on that note, we will see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time for another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, to Charles Edmund, Coach Van Petaway, and Stefan Wright, and everyone in the chat room, we appreciate you. Until next time, peace and God bless. <laughs>